today in life with as just crazy as it is with the pandemic, you think of pharmacists and frontline providers, frontline healthcare workers and the stress that you're under. And there's people dying. There's um, health workers that have died from this pandemic and COVID-19. The, the stress level coming into the last couple months of 2020 is something that we've all learned to to deviate and manage in ways that we would have never imagined in February or March of 2020. And the, the, the beating heart of healthcare is stronger than ever, regardless of this stress and regardless of what we're going through as a nation. I'm seeing things happen in healthcare in collaboration between physicians and pharmacists and nurses um, at the hospital sector, at the community pharmacy sector that I've never seen happen before. It brings joy to my heart to talk with independent community pharmacy owners out there doing exactly that. My name's Todd Yuri. This is the Pharmacy Podcast Nation. And today we'll be talking with the owner of Stonebriar Pharmacy, Sam Humash, Dr. Humash PharmD. And we will um, dive into his world at Stonebriar in Texas and and see what he's doing that's that's impacting his community. Hey, Pharmacy Podcast Nation, you got to listen in every Tuesday to stay up to date on the most recent medication therapy topics. Game Changers creates awareness about pharmacotherapy and clinical practice changes that can significantly impact pharmacy practice. Every Tuesday, a new episode of Game Changers is published on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Thanks so much for listening. And always remember, the pharmacist is the hub of healthcare. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Pharmacy Podcast. It's Todd Yuri. I'm back, and we have a pharmacy owner today. First time on the Pharmacy Podcast, Sam Humash. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. Hey, Todd. How are you? Doing good. So I am so impressed just based on your your website and what you what you offer your community. It's you are not the average bear community pharmacy. So I, I can't wait to dig into this. But first, before we get into the services that you're providing and the differences that you're making, I want to know a little bit about why in the world you chose pharmacy. Man, it's a loaded question. Um, you know, I was, I remember the story very distinctly. I was in was a sophomore and undergrad when I was really trying to figure out, you know, I love science is what I knew. And I, I really wanted to, to figure out how I could take it to the next level. Um, and I met a pharmacist for the first time at a CVS in, in a small town that we used to live in right outside of Greensboro, North Carolina. And uh, her name was Cindy, and she turned me into a pharmacy fiend, I guess is what they call it. And 
And I know she's, uh, she's, she's still out there practicing pharmacy and she still keeps an eye on us. And she really pushed the idea of patient care. And I, I watched how much a, a, a woman could care about another patient. It was just amazing to see. And that's, that's when I figured out, I was like, you know what? I could do this. This sounds fun. That's great. Well, you've, you've taken a passion just for f- being a pharmacist in general, but you're wrapping around some consumer services and consumer needs that are extremely popular. You're diving into, um, you know, skincare and beauty products for, you know, and even, even compounding on that side. That is really interesting to me because I like when you mesh and you, you kind of mash up together what patients need from a health perspective, but what patients want from a consumer perspective. And I think the, 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 the coming together of those two things is a, is a formula for success at the community level. And, um, and Stone, Stonebriar Pharmacy just isn't that average pharmacy. So let's, let's dive into what you're doing that's really setting you um, apart from probably national chains that surround you in your community. You're from uh, Frisco, Texas, is that right? Yes, sir. So tell me about your pharmacy. How did you become this wide stance community pharmacy provider of so many services that go beyond just filling a script? So I started my career with CVS, um, was with them for, for about seven years. And did the run of the mill, worked up the chain, started to wanted to become a district manager and to see how I can take patient care to the next level. Um, and, you know, CVS has a lot of great things around, you know, making sure patients get their medications. And um, but I really felt like the pharmacy and the pharmacist was really left on the outskirts of that. And we weren't really the front face of it. So when I left CVS uh, back in 2017, 16, when I left CVS back in 2017, um, I was able to get a job as a as an independent pharmacy manager, which was which was great because I got to see the whole other side of of pharmacy outside of just filling prescriptions. Um, I noticed that my mentality was still on the CVS mindset, meaning I had to hurry up and get prescriptions filled. But I quickly noticed that you know there weren't as many scripts to fill here versus where we were before. So I had a little bit more free time where I had um, the opportunity to to learn about uh, pharmacy consulting, learn about pharmacogenomics. And then I, I, I became, um, I met with some people with, um, at, uh, at PGX, at, at the PDS meeting. Um, and once I became an owner and decided I wanted to purchase the pharmacy I was actually working at, uh, I could implement new programs because I was already you know, prepared for it. Um, so for the first you know, month or two of you know, ownership, it was you know, really trying to figure out you know, how, how I'm gonna keep the ship you know, sailing. And once I got that figured out, man, and started getting um, these programs implemented, I started to realize that it really, it really stood us out in the community. Um, and then, you know, COVID hit, and which you know was always going to take a a hit as far as as far as um, business relations. But I had the the opportunity to um, to aid at the testing center here at the hospital that our pharmacy is inside of. Um, so we were testing patients at a tent outside. Um, I was only out there two days a week uh, for a couple hours during lunch. Uh, we were able to, you know, meet new providers, meet patient needs, and it really helped um, broaden our our aspects of pharmacy. Um, the fact that doctors saw us out there and said, "Oh man, the pharmacist is out here. This is didn't know y'all could do this," and and I just wanted to run with that. So I, I made sure that um, I, we started blogging, we started documenting things that we were doing, and really got our name out there. And I, I noticed quickly that um, doctors don't want just someone to just fill their prescription; they want someone that. A pharmacy where they can cover all their needs. Is it you know dealing with COVID or uh, the flu power boxes that we made? 
uh, any like PGX testing, all the all, all the, the grand scope of things. So it just something small happened. It just took off from there. And I'm, I'm, I hate to say it, I'm kind of thankful for COVID. <laughs> yeah, there's good that's that's come of the pandemic, and I think it's the um, redefining of the services that are being provided by a community pharmacy um, at a at a whole nother level. Really preparing us for the vaccines that are coming. I think the flu season is being taken. Uh, much more seriously this year than ever before. That yep. gives a chance for you as the community pharmacist to really dig into the, the chronic patients, sit them down and get them to understand that a medication therapy management review actually means something. It's, it's not just a buzzword. It's, it's time to slow down. It's time to, to get your, your patients to realize that their health at this stage of what we're all going through more important than ever before. Um, how do you get patients to kind of slow down with the pace of life and, and what's happening and, and how are you keeping up with, um, you know, the, the, the barriers that you face as a community pharmacy um, provider to your community with, with the PBM shenanigans? Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's all about convenience, Todd. The, the biggest thing that we do is that we just give patients multiple opportunities to uh, either meet with us or um, even have like a, a sit-down consultation via via a video chat. Uh, our our system now enables us to just get straight um, patient contact with just our cell phone and a, an iPad in the pharmacy. So even consultation is just as important. And if we make it into where you know a patient can see my calendar and see when it is they can fit into there, um, it really gives them more ownership of their medications, and that's that gives us time to be able to. Um, to assess what their needs are and not be interrupted for, you know, every, you know, three minutes to verify a prescription. Right. What's also interesting is you've kind of taken uh, a new road of services that are being provided by a community pharmacy that your community probably doesn't realize that were available. How are you making it known that you're doing things like nutritional advisement? And um, my favorite one, which we have to talk about, is this athletic performance counseling. So yeah. How, how, how do you deliver messaging and, and programs to the community that they'd never think, wow, my community pharmacy, I, I, have, I had no idea they were doing that? One of my, my favorite buzz phrases is partnering across boundaries. And I have been everywhere with partnering with uh, physician assistants, anywhere with physical therapists, um, obviously MDs and nurses, but even nutritionists. Um, I, I know there's a couple of doctor's offices here that have one on staff. And I've been able to learn from them and just tell them what it is that we can offer. And it just, it's just as simple as, you know, you know, prove, prove to me that you can do it. And that's what I did. So I, I took time out of my day. Um, I hired a part-time pharmacist to come in here and, and let me go out to doctor's offices and spend an hour or two there and, and try to meet with these patients to see what it is that we can do to help them. Um, so it's, it's making sure that we're partnering all across um, the healthcare field. Uh, and just get, get, like you said, getting our name out there and figuring out that this is what um, this is what's important to people. And the athletic performance one was probably one of my favorites. Yeah, um, I hear about that. Yeah. The, um, it, it's, it's kind of strange how it came across. So we're right across the street from the, uh, the, the new Cowboys facility, um, the star here in Frisco. And I've met with um, the Cowboys, um, some of the Cowboys staff that have told me a little bit about like what their nutritional regimen looks like. And I've been able to make my own plan to help athletes to, uh, with recovery. Um, the hospital over there also has um, the uh, orthopedic surgeons and there's a couple of surgeons that I've met with with athletes and told me about um, how, how to maintain, how to recover is the biggest thing because that's we can we can work hard all we want. But if we can't recover, you can't come back and do it again. 
Okay. Um, so we, we want to focus more on that part. So when I think of um, the world of athletic performance counseling, my um, my uh, son-in-law is is into the, exactly that. He does a side business, uh, works for a state college in West Virginia, and um, then on the side, he's helping uh, kids do some fundamentals to prepare them for uh, track and field, um, swimming, uh, football, baseball, just some some basic understandings of of what they may not be doing during practice that they need to take time out and stretch correctly and breathe correctly and all this so i think of how a pharmacy and if you're listening if you're an independent pharmacy there is opportunity for you in your community to deliver something like uh like this and and what i'd like to do is make sure that we have your um, email address in the show notes so that another independently owned pharmacy out there in another uh, city and state can reach out to you and really think about um, how to leverage this. But it's this creative understanding of the of the wide stance of healthcare services that a community pharmacy can deliver. And there's fundamentals, things that you're doing in medic medication synchronization. And then there's the specialty side of services like the athletic performance counseling and your nutritional advisor Let's, let's also talk about um, how you're keeping your patients adherent. We know that that's a $300 billion problem annually, and it's creating um, you know hundreds of thousands of people to get sick and even people to die when they're not on their medication because you do have an adherence um, calling system too. So let's talk about that. Yeah, uh, thank you for bringing that up. So... Uh, just the old fashioned way is just to call patients, get prescriptions refilled. Um, but now when, when patients join our pharmacy, um, they, they also, uh, when they provide us an email address, um, we'll get reminders as well through email, text messages, phone calls, whatever they prefer. Um, and we're able to, you know, capture those patients that are like anyone like me that hates answering the phone call. I'll, I'll never answer the phone. I don't know why just texting is so much easier. Um, we're able to capture that, 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 that segment of the population. Um, so it's just a, a three-pronged approach when we're trying to um, get patients adherence to their, their medications. Um, we can talk all day about you know the importance, how you feel, what's different. Um, but since we have the time now to really sit down and have these conversations with our patients, we can get to the, the reason as to why they're not taking their medications. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff now that's happening within the uh, within smartphones. And um, I, I wrote an article about di diabetes management with um, with smartphone integration, and we talked about um, the pill reminders, talked about the, um, the the health app, and even in, in Apple Health, it it sends me a notification on my watch to let me know, hey Sam, you need to take your medicine today. You need, <laughs> you need to make sure you take it. Um, so it's just setting, helping patients set that up. Um, is sometimes just an easy um, easy way to help them maintain their medications. You also have a um, a diabetes uh, focus. So mm -hmm. talk how you surround a patient with other services uh, to allow them to to understand that you're a much you know you're like a 360 degree pharmacy in comparison to the you know the the you and I just before we started uh, taping uh, uh, recording we were talking about um, you know fast food pharmacy uh, uh, the, <laughs> the, the rubber stamp of pharmacy and and this is anything but that so talk to me about your diabetic program so I, um, a couple of years ago, I, I discovered that I was also a diabetic and I got, man, I got, I got really sick when I first came back from, uh, from vacation. And once, once I figured out, I was like, man, I'm a pharmacist, I'm diabetic. I should, I should be doing better. 
and how can I make, you know, how can I learn from this and teach other people the same aspect? Um, so it, it starts with um, testing sugars. That's number one. Number two, it comes with a, a meal plan if they want to help counting carbs, what it is that the phone can help with, with, um, with maintaining a food log is another big one. And the last part is um, obviously the medication adherence portion of it. Um, and that's, that's the consultation. They can sit down with me and schedule with me just on my calendar like anybody else. And we can sit down and go over um, where their opportunities are. How do I follow up? Um, they actually have a private, um, a private doc on, on, on Google where they can go in and, and put notes in there or any questions that they have. Um, that was one of the big initiatives that we wanted to push with um, with diabetes management. Um, so yeah. So uh, what what technology platform or systems are you using to help you out with this medication adherence program? Um, we have uh, with our with our software Liberty. Um, we have access to you know all kinds of texting features, reminders. Um, it's very customizable. So yeah, Liberty did a, a really good job with helping uh, with the clinical side, and I can go in there and put notes on patients. Uh, both clinical script or whatever notes I need to put in there. Um, and it helps, you know, set, and it's actually paired with my calendar. So it, it sends me reminders that, hey, Sam, you need to check this, this, and this for this patient. Um, and then the other thing is the um, is CC constant contact where I have email addresses for patients and they get like newsletters from us. And, and, um, and we have email addresses for all our staff here so they can always reach out to us with any questions. Even on our website, there's ways to reach out to us for just for either inquiries or um, to set up an appointment or, or it's just, we try to keep it as open and easy as we can. Our next thing is to have an app probably, that's our next step. And you're you're also delivering um, the medication via like an adherence packaging solution too? Um, we, were, we were for a little while, we had these little bubble wraps. Um, I didn't really see much of a, uh, an ROI, ROI on it. So I, I kind of, you know, tell her that back a little bit. We still have the capabilities if patients request it. There's a couple of nursing home patients that like that we do that. Um, so we, we keep doing it, but um, I haven't really made a big push on that, to be honest with you. And then what I really like is when pharmacists are out there, you know, helping the family, uh, digging down into total patient management, which is an obvious, um, you know, service that you're providing but you're also paying attention to the pet. So talk, let's talk yeah. about pet meds too. Yeah, um, we have a, a large scope of pet medications that we make. We're right across the street as a big Banfield hospital for, for pets. And uh, we're able to tailor medications and make them flavor for whatever they want. Um, we also provide uh, CBD chewables for, for pets as well. Um, that's one of our biggest things um, that we have now for pets. It helps with arthritis and um, yeah, we were able to compound and make things like fish flavored or chicken flavored for pets. And um, yeah. So what what do you tell a pharmacy owner who has really, you know, everybody's been taking punches to the gut with the algorithms and the programs that are really um, white collar crime, in my opinion, with the way PBMs, the some of the major PBMs are running things and, you know, coming back three months, six months later and doing a, a star audit and taking money back from, you know, from pharmacies and it's pretty frustrating obviously and, and we're working on the the policy side and the advocacy side and the and, and trying to develop laws throughout uh, throughout the nation starting in Arkansas of course but how do you what do you tell a pharmacy owner that's kind of like at their wits end that has just had as you know saying is enough is enough and, and and you're out here doing what you're doing it's it's like I mentioned you know in our in our pre pre podcast meeting it's really important to make sure you evolve um, even with PBMs doing what they're doing, even in the future, I, 
I don't think there's a future for pharmacists to just fill prescriptions. And that's, that's, that's my mindset when I went into this is that I knew I didn't, I didn't think I saw a future in it. So I had to adapt to other things as well. And so as, as long as you have that mentality of the, you know, the growing changing mentality, that's the first step. And then figuring out what it is you want your niche to be and what your, what your, what your community needs. Uh, and I know here in Frisco where, you know, there's a little bit more affluent, a little bit more, uh, they're younger. So I, I know the things that, that, that they would need, but for other people, like for a larger, for an older population, how do you, you know, do the, 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 the medication adherence? How do you make sure that the packaging is done? So there's different opportunities based on what is in your community. And if you don't know what's going on in your community, that's the big, biggest thing you can do is going out to events. I, I volunteer at the mosque. I went to high schools and gave talks on drugs of dependence. And it's just getting out there and, and seeing what it is that you need to see. I even partnered with the mayor of Frisco here, Dr. Cheney, and we were able to figure out that, you know, there was a drug dependence problem in the high school. So I had a, a, a presentation that I would do to help, you know, show students, these are the signs of a person that could be addicted to pain medication. And that's important because that, that really helps, you know, because that was a need. I, it's just getting out and talking to people. So it's just get in touch with the community. And that's the, that's the easiest thing you do, the cheapest thing you could do. It doesn't mean buying lunch for everybody, but just meeting the right people is the, is the biggest thing you start with. Absolutely. I think that's terrific because you're taking full advantage of being part of the community to turn around and become a healthcare destination on a multitude of levels. And, and one of that is, is embracing your community as a pharmacy and as a pharmacist, but then now you're turning around and, and wrapping other things into your services that include, you know, their pets and beauty supplies. And have you done anything in dermatology? Uh, we've, we partnered with a few dermatologists in the area in the DFW market. Um, and we're able to, you know, make compounds for their patients that they need. One of my favorite ones that I actually just, just did with Dr. Kasani out of Grapevine uh, out of Southlake she had a patient that um, that was insulin dependent. And a lot of times with insulin dependent patients, they have a side effect of dark, hard spots underneath the armpits. Mm -hmm. And we actually came up with a compounded cream with pioglitazone to help counteract that. And it's been amazing to see what how, how you know, she trusted me to, to, to help her with this. And it's just cool, innovative things like that when you like when you when you build those relationships with providers. And now I know for sure Dr. Sani has my cell phone number. If she ever wants something crazy coming up with we're we're ready. So, yeah, that is so cool. You know, as yeah. that it's it's the the dermatologist, the primary care nurse practitioners. They'll remember that they'll, they'll remember, yeah. boy, it's these guys that go above and beyond instead of calling the the national chain you know that's wrapped up everywhere as the once again the fast food of pharmacy let's let's go to these concierge guys that really understand what my patient needs and and work with me to to deliver some of these solutions so that's that's awesome appreciate that man what about um children's compounding i know that's also listed on your your website are you working with like uh, flavor rx or any of the other um children specific services no the, the biggest thing that we're doing is changing um you know capsules and tablet formularies to patients that need it the liquids uh, and making sure dosages are correct um we haven't really partnered with anybody with that we just kind of just we just we just we have scottish Rite hospital down the road it's a children's hospital um so we're we're able to um really uh partner with them um and making sure that they have the right medications for their patients awesome 
So what do you like to do on your free time if you're not uh, managing your, your pharmacy business? I know there's probably very little time left over. Well, you you got to make time, time. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, I uh, play Call of Duty, a lot of Warzone. Right. And that's that's one of my favorite things, man, release tension. I've had to limit myself to only weekends now, not during the week. So my, so my wife doesn't kill me and I, I can keep working. Um, <laughs> and uh, we play soccer on Sundays. I have a uh, group of like 30 people. We play soccer here in Frisco. Um, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. That pretty much takes all my only time. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the new star Wars squadrons came out and I've been playing with my, uh, with my nephews and they're over in yeah. Sacramento, Ohio. I mean, I'm sorry, Sacramento, California. So it's nice to, to see them and hear their voices and there's so yeah. much better at it. A good it. way to connect. <laughs> I have my, my old fraternity buddies from the East coast, man. We're able to get on and play Warzone together. It's, it's amazing. It's easy. It saves a phone call. We just talk about, you know, you know, winning, getting that chicken dinner. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, I tell you what, it, it's been fun to talk with you and really uh, you're inspiring because you're, you're really, you know, setting a bar for another level of what a community pharmacy can do without having to once again, succumb to, you know, that, that transactional pharmacy environment, you're anything but transactional and it really has to be appreciate that way that. to move forward. Thanks, Dot. I appreciate that, man. Appreciate the talk too. Very good. I'm, we're excited that you got to be part of this and uh, we are going to ask other pharmacy owners to share this uh, interview um, with a with another pharmacist and pharmacy owner because that's how that's how we'll make a difference. That's how we change is really supporting each other. And that's the whole purpose of, of this network of, of not only podcasters, but but listeners. They're they're not waiting for anything but to reach out to each other and support each other. So I really thank you, Hussein. And Todd, you're doing great work here, man. I I, re, I appreciate the conversation and and just getting people's voices out there is the first thing that we can do, man. It's we can't build ourselves if we can't build each other. So I fair enough. It's very fair. Amen. You were listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Nation. We were on with pharmacy owner with Stonebriar Pharmacy Hussein, and just so excited to talk with him. If if you do want to reach out to him, his uh, email will be in the show notes, and um, he's also on Twitter and Instagram at Stonebriar RX, and uh, we'll make sure that we uh, we tweet his episode. And as always, I thank you for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. Mm-hmm.